Hey, it's Jonathan Van Ness. Americans United for Separation of Church and State defends your freedom to live as yourself and believe as you choose, so long as you don't harm others. Core freedoms like abortion rights, marriage equality, public education, and even American democracy itself rest upon the wall of separation between church and state. Christian nationalists are attacking these freedoms, seeking to force us all to live by their narrow beliefs. Americans United is fighting back. Freedom without favor and equality without exception. Learn more about AU at au.org slash curious. Let's face it, I'm not going to stop treating myself anytime soon, and neither should you. But what I should stop doing is paying for me time with whatever random credit card is in my wallet. NerdWallet lets you compare top travel credit cards side by side to maximize your spending. Some even offering 10 times the points on your spending. So what could future you do with better rewards? Honey, is it like a gorgeous free flight that you would have had to have paid for, but honey, you're saving that flight money? Is it a gorgeous room upgrade? Is it like a gorgeous like two-bedroom suite instead of a one-bedroom suite so your like in-laws or like your friend could stay over there in that room so you don't have to like hear them doing whatever with what they're doing in your, your guys' room? Is it like really adulting? Oh, I love adulting. And you know what else I love? is not waiting to make smart financial decisions. I also love paying my credit cards off in full every month because like, yes, good credit. So let's like do try to do that and like making responsible decisions, which we love. Um, But anyway, don't wait to make smart financial decisions. Compare and find smarter credit cards, savings accounts, and more today at nerdwallet.com. NerdWallet, finance smarter. Reminder, credit is subject to lender approval and terms apply. Hey, Curious People, I'm Jonathan Van Ness, and welcome to Getting Curious. Unless you have been living under a rock, the Mean Girls movie is out. I'm beyond excited for that because I love Mean Girls. I love a reboot. I love the cast. So let's all get excited for Mean Girls, the musical. Busy Phillips is a New York Times bestselling author, actor, activist, and writer. She's known for her television roles on Freaks and Geeks and Dawson's Creek. She won the Critics' Choice Television Award for her role on Cougar Town. She also appeared in films like White Chicks, Maid of Honor, and He's Just Not That Into You. She currently stars in the Peacock Netflix original series, Girls 5 Eva, which I love, and is in the new Mean Girls film inspired by the 2004 original and Tony-nominated Broadway show, which just came out in theaters on June. January 12th. She and her creative partner, Casey St. Ange, also co-host the podcast, Busy Phillips is Doing Her Best. Um, also some questions about the career and also mostly it's like cool momming. Like what's it like to be a cool mom in 2024? So that's our guiding question. And reminding you of our new little format alert, um, stick around for the end of the conversation because we're going to find out what I learned and if I answered the question or not. All right, let's get to it. Thank you for taking like, I've been seeing you on social. You're everywhere this week in this premiere. They, like, this this gorgeous Mean Girls uh, musicals got you just, you're seeing everybody, you're doing everything, so thank you for, like, working in the time for us to come on Getting Curious. Are you kidding? I've been waiting for years to be curious with you. Are you serious? <laughs> yes! I've been so excited to come do this <laughs> for so long. Um, okay, wait. So, Obviously, I'm a gigantic fan. I'm going to get to everything. Um, but obviously, it is like Mean Girls Week. I I wore like a pink sweatshirt. Were you... Okay. 
you're minding your own business. I got a text from Eric Gurian, who is Tina Fey's producing partner. And um, Tina and I have worked together now for, oh my goodness, like six years, seven years almost, because I did a pilot for NBC that she produced. That was the first thing. I'd never met her. Um, and and actually, I never met her while I was doing the pilot, but the pilot didn't get picked up. And she, But everybody on their side was so excited about how the show, how that pilot had turned out that they reached out to me and were like, we really want to continue working with you. And I, at the time, this is 2017, 2017. And I was like, I don't think I want to act anymore. I am heartbroken by it. And I can't take the rejection. And if this Tina Fey produced incredible comedy can't get picked up, what am I doing? I, I don't want. I don't want to do this. This is too hard. So then I decided to do something even harder. <laughs> so I was like, because I was like, but I think I want to host a late night talk show, and will Tina produce that? And so they did. And then she called me during the pandemic, and then that you know got canceled, and that was a bummer too. Um, and then she called me during the pandemic and asked me to be on Girls 5 Eva, which is a dream job and a dream show. It's so good. And you get to work with Sarah Bareilles. Oh, my God. I'm obsessed with Sarah Bareilles. Have you, has she been on? No, but someday a girl can dream. I love her so much. I, I ran into her one time at the London, and I almost, like, I almost diarrheaed right on the front of the London. Because, um, like, I just, I've, like, loved her for, like, like ever since, like, I'm not going to rat you. But that's, like, not obviously, like, I, like, that was my first intro to her. But really, for me, it's, like, gravity. I'll twist myself inside out. Oh, gravity. I, I love her. I, 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 but also, I just I love, love, like, gravity. but also I love Manhattan. I love, I love everything she's ever made. I love everything. I, I, I'm obsessed with her. I can't, but I, I'm, I'm going to shut up now. Well, I'm going to tell you that I am going to say this without even checking with her. I know she's obsessed with you. And, um, and the third season of Girls 5 Eva comes out in March, and I'm just going to put it out there that she definitely should be on Getting Curious before oh that God, happens. Oh that makes so much sense. Okay, so then. Um, so, 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 but I was just sitting, minding my own business, and I got a text from Eric Gurian, uh, Tina's producing partner. Hey, Tina has a question for you. Are you around this afternoon? And I was like, yeah, I'm always around for Tina, of course. Um, and she called me, and Jonathan, <laughs> I genuinely, in my head, thought that because she and Amy Poehler had just announced that they were doing their live yes. shows, that the tour that they did. And I had just done some live shows on my podcast, like of my podcast with Casey. And so I kind of, I literally thought that's what she was calling to just say like, what was your experience like? Did you like it? Was it, you know? Way better than that. Way better. And so she started talking, telling me, well, you know, we're making Mean Girls musical into the movie. And I was like, of course, I, I've known this we were film. We've been filming together. You know, I know. Of course, I've known this whole journey. I've I saw Mean Girls the musical on Broadway like seven times, um, and I was such a huge fan of it. And even we had discussed uh, after Busy Tonight was canceled and Renee Rapp was cast as the new Regina George. And Tina called me and was like, "You have to see this girl. First of all, Busy, she looks just like you from Freaks and Geeks. Like you guys are twins." And you should think about like this coming summer if you want to bring the girls to New York and and maybe be come in as the new Mrs. George on Broadway. You could do it for like a couple months. And that was 2020. <laughs> 
needless to say, yep. plans changed. And broad yeah, and Broadway shut down. Ugh. But even when they were making the movie, I I wasn't, it wasn't on my radar. It wasn't something I was like trying to get because I don't know, to be quite honest with you, nah, I know how those things work. And I knew, and, and I knew that like, it's a big Paramount movie. They're going to want, the kids are going to be all mostly unknown. So where they get like the financing is in mm. the adults. Like this is just a real Hollywood business. I've been doing this for 24 years, I think. 25 oh. years um, professionally. So like, so in my head, I'm like, they're going to have to get, it'll be Jen Garner. You know mm. what I mean? It'll be somebody who's like a big movie star who can get them whatever it is that yeah. they need. You know what I mean? That's, I, that was all I, so I wasn't even on my radar at all. And when she asked me, I was so shocked. And then I like started crying and I felt like I had won a pageant. I mean, that's, <laughs> what an afternoon. You never know. I'm going to put some of that, like, secret energy out into the world. Like, your whole life can change for the better in one afternoon. You never know. So, you have to just, I suppose, I guess, like, savor the moments that it's amazing because yeah, you never know. Yeah, that's very true. Um, but you had said just a second ago, like, you obviously were, like, a big fan of Mean Girls in the first place. Yes. I mean. Yes. Huge. such an iconic movie. And, um... So, like, were you scared? Were you nervous? Like, were you, like, I need, like, because obviously, because, like, when Tina asked, were you, like, yes? And then later you were, like, wait, I'm going to, like, am I, like, what am, what do I have to do and stuff? Well, in her sort of um, getting down on one knee and asking me to be Mrs. George, <laughs> <laughs> she did say, you know, Amy busy. Amy and I've talked, like, you're perfect for, like, we think she's on board with this. We want, you know, you're going to be great. We both think you're going to be so incredible. I, you know, I'll protect you. And that's the other thing. Like when you have, what I love so much is that, um, I love my relationship with Tina and, and Jeff, her husband who wrote a lot, you know, most of the music for Mean Girls, he wrote the musical and, um, and then also the movie musical, most of the music is his as well. Um, Eric Gurian. Like, I've worked with these, Robert Carlock, her partner. I've worked with these people now for so long that, like, I really did trust her that she wasn't going to let me <laughs> fail <laughs> or look bad in, or, you know, because, so it wasn't even, so so in that moment, there was no hesitation. I, guess when it happened? When? Sunday night. The premiere was Monday. No. Sun just, just now. Mm -hmm. No. Yeah. Sunday night, I was like, oh, no, what did I do? No. I, yes. I was like, Amy Poehler is iconic as Mrs. George. Why did I think this was a good idea? Because that's kind <laughs> of what, like, I mean, first of all, for the record, I think it's an incredible idea, and I know you're going to fucking slay so hard. Um, I know that you already did slay so hard. Um, but that was kind of the question. I was like, were you nervous to, like, because that is just, it's an iconic role. Like, I still remember those, like, terry cloth-covered nipples. Like, speaking of those, did you guys have to, like, get some, like, Skims nipple bras, like, that Kim just debuted to, like, or were they not out yet? Like, Can you believe they I weren't out yet? I mean, that's outrageous. Yet. Those would have been perfect. I know. I know. As it is, my Mrs. George is, and I think that that was part of, like, the work that we did, that Tina and I did, and that, you know, I was able to sort of think about myself and as the mom of a teenager, which is so crazy. That's, 
how is it possible? Well, I was just a very young mother. And I guess I um, can't. I, okay, just, I just am going to say it. You're just breathtakingly stunning. Like, I, I knew, like, I know, but like, but fuck. Like, this glam, t- did you do your own? I know this isn't pretty curious, but did you do that yourself today? You just did this glam yourself? Yes. You know, I love makeup so much. So you're just this person who just did your fucking glam this good. Actually, do you have your phone anywhere? Can you just take a selfie of it just like for the promo, just for later before the light goes? Because like you guys just don't even understand like the what I'm going through interviewing this model (laughs) slash actress about something like about reprising a role with her fucking snatched makeup like this. It's so stunning. You know what? It's um, it's Charlotte Tilbury. I'm just writing myself notes because I have to like ask like 17 follow-up questions, but then I got so distracted by your glam, you guys were going back. Okay, first of all. But now I'm sitting <laughs> here and then I'm going back. My version of my okay. Janice, we, she kind of fired me as being her gay bestie because I lied to her about getting blackout on like beer and vodka when we were 15. And like I was supposed to invite her over, mm. but then I didn't because I knew that she didn't approve of alcohol. And I was like, I got one day queen when like there's no adults here. And like, I'm going to get curious about that. And then I lied to her about it. And then she yes. found out and she was so upset. And then she never looked at me the same. So like, I love you, Kelly. If you're listening to this, I'm fucking sorry. But I said sorry back then too. I'm just saying. Well, I just saw my high school, Damien, when I was in Arizona over Christmas and he came I posted a picture on my Instagram and he came to like hang out with my family and have dinner one night and we had the realization while we were eating tacos that my daughter Birdie is the same age that we were when we like met and became best friends and then I kind of like lost it I was just like very emotional about it and Kind of couldn't take it. Yeah. It was, it I mean, every time I have one of those, just like with my friends where I'm like, oh, we've been friends for like however long. I want to shit my pants just about myself. If I had like a miniature me, like I would, I can't. I don't know. I literally, parents, I don't know how you guys do it. Big respect for moms, but I have a, but we have to go back. And, but we are, but you can interrupt me to talk about Birdie at any time. Okay. Because I love and your mom. Cricket. I love cricket too. But I, I talk about Birdie more only just because she's I've been through it more with her. Because also, because also, because Birdie and Cricket, and because you have two two babies. Yeah. Well, they're Cricket's ten now, and but they're still babies. They're, well, I know the fifteen year old that doesn't. It's not. It's it's weird. It's hard. She's like she's um. I just can't even. I mean, I was when I was fifteen. I, she's just a different kind of kid. They both are than. The you know the world is different. It's weird. Okay, actually, it's we're gonna hard. stick on this. We're sticking on this because this is what I was gonna talk about next. But no, actually, no. Okay, okay. No, actually, no. I can't. I'm not. I'm not. We we are gonna go into mom stuff, but I have to stick on busy a little bit first. More. So it's Sunday. Okay. You're about to go to the premiere, mm-hmm. and then and that was when you got the first like the next the day. precipice yeah. of like fear of like reprising this role. Well, I think because it occurred to me that I was gonna be watching it the next day with. A, ton, a theater full of people. And so I was going to see... And Lila was there. Oh, yeah. She was. We talked a little bit. Anything can we... I mean, like, no? She just was like, hey, it's been so long since I've seen you. And I was like, it's been so long. I remember exactly where I saw her the last. It was at Bungalow 8. We were... Um, I mean, I was 20... I always think like think of her as so much younger than me, but she's really not. She's only a couple of years younger than me. She just has been famous since she was like, like yeah, yeah, yeah. a little like kid. 10 or something. Yeah. 
Yeah. So I think I was probably like 26 or 27 at Bungalow 8. And I saw her and we were, and I was with Michelle and we were in line for the bathroom. And like the three of us were talking for a bit. And that was the last time I ever saw her. I, I, that's the last time I saw her in person, I think. That's like, that's like, I, like I'm tired of room, That was still like, <laughs> that's still my jam. I'm, I love it. Whenever that song comes on, I still, I like, it is so good. I just need to free my, and also here's, I didn't expect to go into this like Lindsay Stan moment, but I will just say her music career, give it to me because daughter to father, I cannot listen to that song without, I'll have a, I'll, I'll cry right now. Do you remember that song? No. Okay. I don't know her music career at all. She's like, she's like, I'm tired of rumors starting. I'm sick of being followed. Oh, of course I know this song from the clubs. Busy. I just, we don't have to listen to it, but I need you to like watch, just watch a music video when we're done. Just take a moment. Cause I just really, it was really a moment for me. <laughs> I'm not going to stop treating myself anytime soon, but I should stop paying for me time with whatever credit card is in my wallet. NerdWallet lets you compare top travel credit cards side by side to maximize your spending. Some even offer 10 times points on your spending. So what could future you do with better rewards? A free flight? Sign me up. Room upgrades? Yes, please. Compare and find smarter credit cards, savings accounts, and more today at NerdWallet.com. NerdWallet. Finance smarter. Reminder, credit is subject to lender approval and terms apply. In the brand new book, Dear By Men, author, peer counselor, and creator of the hashtag Bisexual Men Speak, J.R. Youssef offers an unapologetic guide for readers who are black, mask, and bi. The book features cutting social analysis, personal stories, and reclaims bi-plus visibility in a culture of erasure. It also offers practical feedback on how to unlearn internalized biphobia and homophobia, fight back against erasure and stigma, navigate sex, dating, partnerships, marriage, friendship, and much more. It's available now wherever books are sold. North Atlantic Books is offering listeners 25% off plus free shipping. Purchase Dear By Men at www.northatlanticbooks.com and use code CURIOUS25 at checkout for 25% off and free shipping. U.S. mailing address required. I'll tell you what I think a cool mom is, and then we'll, and then you'll tell me what you think. Because to me, you really are like the epitome of cool mom. Like you let your kids be who they are. Your advocacy work, I think, fully qualifies as cool mom. Like I, thank you. You, and I think it's just so important. Like I mean, you're real. You talk about issues that like affect young people, more specifically young women. Um, this is especially last year was like not an easy year. I just thought I've. Just also not to keep continually, like, sticking my head up your ass, but I'm obsessed with you and it's okay. But, like, I just have been so proud of you, like, watching you, like, continue to fight for reproductive rights and reproductive access. And you have been fearless in putting yourself out there in that. And it's... Well, also, I want to say, I want to say that I am also uh, fiercely active with the ACLU for um, gender-affirming care and trans kids as well, because... Um, I think that the misinformation that um, has been weaponized by um, extremist uh, politicians and the far right um, only does a disservice to the health 
care and well-being of the LGBTQ community at large, but also specifically children and teenagers. I will cry. This is why I'm looking down. I can't look at you right now while I'm talking about this. Like, um, I get really angry about people who are politicizing children's lives and politicizing women and girls' bodies, people with uteruses' bodies for their own gains and perpetrating lies. We were lucky enough to have a kid that came out as non-binary. Birdie was non-binary for a period of time. Guess what Birdie had access to? Gender-affirming care um, by way of a therapist that was you know, very well-versed in being affirming uh, with parents that used pronouns that my child asked for us to use for that period of time as Birdie was figuring things out uh, for herself. And uh, and Birdie ultimately was like, oh, you know what? Actually, I really identify as she, her. I'm really, this is who I am. And that's fucking amazing. And how it has gotten so far from um, supporting your child and helping them to figure out who they are inside and and who what their truest expression of themselves is to being this other thing is so infuriating and makes me so sad. That's such an example of like what we want kids to have is like autonomy and access time to figure it out and that's such a great example of like what happens and what the right wing says like it look look at how nothing bad happened you know part of what the complication is of me being in the public eye and a parent is that it puts my kids in like a weird position that they have to like reconcile who their mom is publicly with who their mom is to them. You know what I mean? And one thing that I realized, or I just know, sort of like inherently, is that (laughs) something my mom always used to say, Elizabeth, actions speak louder than words. And, And I just knew, like from the time when my kids were little, that none of like the stuff that I say out in the world would mean shit if in the home... I was someone different. And so that has been like my guiding principle in parenting. And I sort of feel like you kind of can't go wrong. And, you know, I see a lot of, you know, there's always discussions, especially when you're raising um, kids that present as girls about uh, their bodies or concern about their looks and whatever. And the truth is, in my household, we've had really frank discussions about some of my own, my own weirdness about, because I'm, because I've been an actress since I was 19 years old. And I've had to have like frank discussions with my kids. But I also, even before I was comfortable doing it, I was like, I have to fake it till I make it would put on a bikini and like get into the pool with them when they were little girls would always try to be, I, I, I really like 
had to train myself to stop negative talk about myself. That thing that's like sort of famously in Mean Girls and it's in the new Mean Girls where the girls are like, ugh, my pores are so gross, my skin. And she's like, yeah, me too. I'm ugly too, I guess. Um, I had to really, when Birdie was a baby, I was like, no more of that. No more of that. I can't do that in front of this kid. Because to her, I'm like perfect, right? When she's little. <laughs> now, not so much. But... um. <laughs> <laughs> but I was like, I just really, and so Mark and I had a conversation about it and I was like, I really want you to call me on it when I, if you see me doing it, if you see me saying like, oh, I can't eat that because whatever, call me on it. Like, tell me that that's what I'm doing because it's so ingrained in me from the world. Um, and it really did break that habit for myself. And I do have kids that are like, very comfortable in their skin and really not like um, so affected by, you know, like it's hard though because, you know, it's hard because it's hard. But they have like a good relationship with confidence. They have a good relationship with confidence. What if you're someone who's like literally about to have a baby or like you like maybe have like a really little baby or like a, like one who's like one, two or three, like really little, like any advice for like new moms or like new parents, like for cool momming in 2024? Oh, yes. I, I mean, I don't know because it's like so wild how everything changes like but every year, you know, in terms of like parenting do's and don'ts, you know, they're like, like even from when Birdie was born to Cricket was born, um, all like even the way that you swaddled, th then they were like, oh no, that's, you can never swaddle that way. I was like, but that's how I swaddled Birdie for eight months. And they're like, no, <laughs> you know, like everything changes. Yes. Do you know what I'm saying? Well, no, but um, yes. But, but no, but yes. Um, but I think like the only advice I ever feel comfortable giving when it comes to like parenting and or relationship stuff is that um everyone is very unique and you have to like listen to yourself and your own intuition and you know you know what's best for your child and you know I had a kid who um in the in the land of sleep training that was huge when uh she was little um, refused, would not be like sleep trained. And I spent all this money and I was like, like in my head all the time, like, why won't this baby, I can't do, I'm doing something wrong. And then there actually was this like op-ed that I don't, I don't know. I don't even know where it was. It was somewhere in a paper that I read, um, of a parent saying like, I spent all this time and and feeling so terrible about myself about spe specifically the sleep training thing and um and then I just realized my kid just that's just not for this ah. this baby and I let it go and is it am I tired yeah I'm still kind of tired I'm still tired it's still hard but the thing that I was putting on top of it was making it three times harder so. Mark and I like both read that article um, and we were like, you know what? We're going to let it go. And we're going to just, we're going to just like this, maybe sleep training is just not for this baby. <laughs> I think that the more you can actually not listen to everybody else's advice and just really like tune into your own 
intuition and your kid. And if you're feeling like I have none, that's also postpartum maybe. And like, and like also talk, talk to somebody about that. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I think that it's, it's a fine line between like isolating yourself and then feeling overwhelmed by not being able to like make good on all of this advice that everybody has all the time because every baby is different and every baby has their own needs and every parent has a different situation. So it's like, um, you know, I always have thought if I could write a, a child rearing book called How to Raise Your Second Child First, <laughs> I would be a billionaire. But there, it's impossible to like actually tell someone how to do that because the truth is until you go through it one time, you don't, you don't know. You don't know that it's going to be okay. You're so scared, you know? And um, I was at least, and a lot of my friends were. It's about trusting yourself and also asking for help. It's both. Yes. It's like trusting yourself and also asking for help. And then if you just feel like totally nothing inside, like that could be postpartum and make sure you like have access to a therapist or like mental health resources, which like that also felt really profound. Like that really was giving it to me. Darling. I was on a vacation recently and stayed at an Airbnb, and then I realized that while I was away, my empty house could be making money, honey. If you're someone like me that is busy and not home all the time, your home could be an Airbnb, and it's actually pretty simple to get started. Even if you don't have a whole house, you could start with just a spare room. Personally, I really enjoy staying at Airbnbs. I really do. I love a good Airbnb. Who is that? Come back, British you. And it really is a great way to like support local economy and support local people. So Airbnb is fabulous. And I know I was doing my British voice earlier, but we love Airbnb. So think about what you could do with some extra cash. Whether you're looking to treat yourself to something nice, like a shopping spree or a spa day, or start a whole side hustle, Airbnb can help you be that person. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. You ever own something that inspired you to up your game? We spend so much time in our cars. It's nice to have a car that makes you feel good. It's giving me like, you deserve to take care of yourself, girl. Honey, I just love Alexis because it's giving luxury. It just gives like, nice. When we own exceptional things, they inspire us to do exceptional things. The all-new Lexus GX has exceptional capability that will have you seeing possibilities you never knew existed. Its advanced technology and luxurious interior mean that wherever you go, you'll never go without. And the features on this GX, honey? Available dynamic sky panorama glass roof. Available front row massaging seats. Ooh! Available 33-inch all-terrain tires. That's wide! Available multi-terrain select. Live up to the all-new Lexus GX, luxury beyond limits. Experience amazing at your Lexus dealer. I want to talk about your podcast because your podcast, we love your podcast. I also love Casey. Tell them, what, what day does it drop? Where do people find it? 
Well, it mostly drops on Wednesdays everywhere you get podcasts. It's called Busy Phillips is Doing Her Best. And Casey St. On, she was my um, executive producer showrunner from um, my late night talk show, Busy Tonight, um, is my co-host. And she's also just like a wealth of knowledge and information and just and amazingness and hilarious. And um, we talked to different people about what they're what they're up to and what they're doing their best at and about pivots in their lives. Um, but sometimes we don't have guests and sometimes it's just about our lives. <laughs> but we always we always like try to at least focus on what we're doing our best at that week. And um, it's been really amazing. And I love our um, listeners. I think we probably have some overlap. Oh, I'm me. sure we do. That's why I was like, but I also was thinking if you've just been like, living your life for this recording. You're just like, God, I need more fucking busy in my life. Well, I was just like, you're in luck because like you have a pod and it's so fun to spend time on your pod. So get into her pod. Yeah, you can get into the pod, guys. It's a lot. We do, they're very long. I will tell you that. Most you know what I think about our really listeners long. though? We really find that like, they don't really care how long it is as long, like they're just down for the ride, which like yeah. I love you guys to be down for the ride. Yes. And that's what we found too. And like we went to, we self-produce it and um, we don't have like a company. We just do it all ourselves. And we found that when we, uh, for one moment, we like went and we're meeting with people and they're like, well, what we should do is we need to cut it so that it's like only an hour long, maybe an hour 15. And Casey and I were like, that's not what our fans are into. They really have reached out to us and they're like, we like the long conversations. We like really getting into it with you. And sometimes like, this past year has been really hard for both Casey and myself. And we both had really big losses in our lives and we're dealing with a lot of grief. And like grief is not processed in 50 minutes flat, you it know, and 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 maybe not ever. <laughs> but like, but we, you know, we like to give the space for the things that and also there's been like a lot of stuff in the world that we've been trying to process and a lot of things that have been really hard um, for us to reconcile. And so we like to get into like kind of long discussions where we are asking questions and like, we don't know all the answers. Like I, that's what I love about your podcast too. Like you're curious. I think that being curious is like, that is the greatest gift anyone it's the greatest thing anyone can have. I wish we had more. I wish, well, I feel like we're doing good on curiosity. I mean, I could always use a little more, but I but I just, I wish more people did have more curiosity, generally speaking. It was interesting. I have been thinking a lot about this because um, I've been thinking about this coming year in terms of like politically and our... Why is there something going on this year? There's a fucking, we're just gonna, I'm just, I'm, I'm, I posted something about politics on my Instagram um, two nights ago and reading the comments, which like I also committed to not doing as much on this podcast. You guys is going pretty, okay. I'm sticking, I am, and I have to say I am happier not reading the comments as much. I made a plan to only read them like once in the morning, once at night. I'm pretty much sticking to the plan like 90% stronger than I thought I would. And I have to say I am happier, but I did dip my toe into those podca- or into those comments about um, the white power movement. And I'm really concerned. I, I'm really concerned for Biden. I am all the way concerned. And I think, I think I'm just my poopy panties. I think I'm pooping my panties and I'm scared. And yeah. fuck. And just yeah. fuck. Generally fuck. Like, unless all those people that said they were voting third party all live in California, then maybe. But I just, I don't know what to do. I'm, whatever. I didn't mean to have a nervous breakdown. I didn't mean to have a no. mentee be at the end. 
but listen, but here's what I'm here's what I'm going to say to you. Like, I actually think that's our Venn diagram. Like, I think we're all kind of having one. Like, I think everybody feels sort of like adrift, and maybe maybe, and I'm just coming to this right now as we're talking. Yeah, but maybe the truth is there is no one person that's going to save any of us and save this country and unite the thing and do the thing. No, for and sure. Like, I just don't want it to be Trump. I just don't want I him know. to come back. I know. I don't I don't either. And I don't know about what to do about that. Like, really don't know what to do about that. But I do know, I do know that when we get people engaged on like smaller levels, that like real substantive change can be made for the better. Yeah. And that has been also, that was like the way that the sort of extremist politicians and people with these like crazy ideas have um, taken hold in a bigger way is they started really small. And, um, and I think that like we, the people listening to this podcast and you and me like need to remember that we can go small and we can focus on, on like issues in communities and like small races where, um, you know, somebody really progressive is running who's going to prevent um, the banning of books. We love state and local <laughs> politics. We yes, love state and local politics. And I think like, I think that this, this, I just think that like, if anything, the last four years has shown me, it's that um, on a national level, I mean, he's not, the, you know, like there, Dobbs was still overturned and granted that was like in part because of stuff that Trump had put in, you know, the, the was all the way what he, he did. I mean, he, we would have needed like often. four justices to drop dead in like that first year. But well, that's I mean, this is a yes, of course. But but like, huh. We did have all three, but here's the other thing I always think about that too. Like, because it's like we did have House and we did have Senate and we had the White House and I do feel irritated about it. And I get that like a 60 vote threshold was like racist and from like the Jim Crow era and that the Democrats did have the, like if Cinema would have, but she didn't. And if Manchin would have, but he didn't. And so we didn't have a caucus that was like, our caucus wasn't on the same page. And that so cinema really bugs. And me she's not even a fucking Arizona. Democrat anymore. No, but it's like we need not. but like unless we get 60 Democrats, yeah. that's the thing. And I do think that as far as Democrat leaders are concerned, and AOC's even said this before, Democratic leaders need to be better about leveling with voters on like what people need in order to make good on the promises. Like yes. any president can say all sorts of shit, but unless you get 60 senators and unless you have the majority of the house. It's going to have a really hard fucking hell of a time getting anywhere doing any motherfucking thing. And yes. that's really what, and because we could have codified Roe v. Wade and made it law, but we didn't have the fucking Senate to do it. And those no. fucking Republicans are like, nah, it won't be overturned. Nah, we don't need to. Nah, it'll never happen. And then it did. So and thanks, Susan. Thanks a lot, Susan from Maine. You know, I did go to Portland, Maine for the first time this year. It was very beautiful. Not to go from reproductive rights to that, but it was very pretty. I have a really quick rapid fire round to to wind us down on a fun, on a fun. Um, okay. Um, okay. But wait, but before we go into that, I do just want to say. Oh yeah. What about, yeah. What are we going to do? Just about politics. I just want to say. Here's no, what no, like I'm, what are we going to do? I'm here's scared. what I'm choosing. Here's what I'm choosing. I'm choosing to believe still that we have the numbers for good. I'm I'm choosing to believe that um that 
we can do our part as storytellers and the people who listen to us and are our friends um, on the other side of their headphones um, will do their part by sharing and spreading the stories that make a difference in um, their family and friends' lives and that we will like continue to show up for people who aren't able to show up for themselves or don't have the voices or the platforms and specifically for kids and um, and for, you know, all of the people that are in the states where, um, you know, these horrific abortion laws Arkansas, have Texas. been instated and, and, and um, Florida and the, yes, and the, and the bans on trans yeah, um, so like affirming care. States. Yeah, like, look, I just think we can do it. I just think we can do it. And when you look at places like Ohio where, um, or Michigan, where then, you know, abortion gets put to the people um, or, you know, like people show up, people show up. They want, they want, they're like, oh no, what? not here. We don't want this. Yeah. So yeah, we just do. need to like, we need to just like keep, keep the hope alive. Yeah, they do. And yeah, and we, we need to, and we need to like, and we need to keep doing like pushing forward because I don't know, man. We have no choice. We yeah. have no choice. Yeah. 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 And exactly. Jesus Christ. I <sighs> am not stressed. I really like your output on that. I really like where you're going. Rapid fire. Are you ready? Yes. Okay. New York or LA for living? Oh, God. This is hard. Okay. So really LA for me, but I live in New York. Okay. Um, Iced or hot coffee? Hot. Do you drink alcohol? I do. Gin or vodka martini? Vodka, dirty, three olives. Um, and um, and what about weed? Yeah, yeah. Okay, indica or sativa? Oh, um, always sativa. <laughs> oh my god, interest. It really winds me up. It makes me paranoid. It makes me think everyone hates me. Um, really? Yeah. I feel indica, very creative. Uh, see, indica, I can just hear my own thoughts. Um, oh. Okay, yeah, because otherwise my brain's like, uh, um, winter or summer Olympics. Oh gosh, that is really hard. Because I love gymnastics, but I love ice skating, and I love the luge. Okay, maybe I go winter. Maybe I um, like winter. Okay, Michelle Kwan or Tara Lipinski? Michelle Kwan. <laughs> Thank God. When I decided to ask that question at the very end of this, I didn't want to go south. I didn't want to stand on a bad note. But I got so because I thought, what do I know? Maybe you're out here just being a fucking Tara Lipinski stan. I mean, and God love her, but she's not the most decorated American figure skater of all time. She's Obviously. not Michelle Kwan. Um, wow, I feel so much. Okay, just okay, great. Um, now this is our last one. Um, this is for you. If your life was a musical, what's the opening number? <laughs> All that jazz. And um, what's your like? Oh my god, I'm changed forever. Number. Um. Oh my god, wait, hold on. What? What is it? It's like. It's got to be something by like. What what is it? I don't know. What Mine's really be? controversial. If you want me to, um, um, yeah. What is yours? But I'm only answering this one, and also like I can hear one of our producers, Chris, like rolling his, or rolling their eyes now, and I've seen everyone to just like shut the fuck up. It's I dreamed a dream, but Anne Hathaway's version. Okay, wow. I, I, you guys, I downloaded it. I just listened to it in my car. I just there was something about like Anne Hathaway's <laughs> "I Dreamed a Dream" with her little buzzed head that I just was like, wow, wow. That is. It's a good aha. I'm never going to be the same song. It's okay. Um, She's so upset. Okay, this is like so random, but it's a song by this band called Jimmy Eat World that was um, a band in, it's, so it's not a musical song. Yeah, it's okay. Um, when I was like in high school. Yeah. And it's called Goodbye Sky Harbor. 
Okay, we'll listen to that. And, and okay, and okay. Uh, and then what? But you have to listen to like the original version. You can't listen to their like redone version that they did like for the twentieth anniversary or whatever. Like you know what I mean? Yeah, no, that makes sense. I, I, mm-hmm. okay, we we wrote it down. Okay, show stopping finale. What's like your closing song? Um, is it something from Six? I'm really into Six right now. Okay. <laughs> I haven't... Okay, wait. I've never seen Six. Um, Busy, you probably should leave from this to go do it. It's really good. It's a story of, like, do you know what it's about? Yes. It's so good. I know. And Mary Beth Peel, who was Graham's on Dawson's Creek, was... Uh, is she in the movie? But she was definitely on Broadway. Is there a movie on of Six? Broadway. Um, it's Yeah, really there is, good. right? Isn't there a movie of I Six? I don't know. I didn't know about With that. With Kate Mark- Hudson? Isn't Kate Hudson in it? No. Are you kidding? Am I? What am I thinking of? But six the musical. It's like it's like it's like it's like it's like the girl group, and they were like the they were like Henry Henry the Eight's like wives. Right, right, right. Oh wait, oh six. Yes, oh, six. I saw that. Yes. Yeah, oh, so I'm good. thinking of nine. Oh no, I was thinking no. <laughs> <laughs> There's really no better way I'm, to end that. Didn't oh, wait, you love that's six? That's amazing. I'm did thinking you of like nine. Six? I loved it. I saw it in London oh. right before the pandemic. I didn't get to see it until after the pandemic, but it's so good. I love it so much. Oh, it's so fantastic. I need to take Cricket to see Six because I took Birdie to see Six in London, like in 2020, in February 2020. And um, I haven't seen it since it's been on Broadway and I want to go. It's so good. You got to see it. I just, I, I, it, it took me on every emotion I've ever had. Wait, what if I do Fosse again? Because for, I feel like, um, what is that song? Is it? It's good, isn't it great? Isn't it great? Isn't it fine? Isn't it good, isn't it? But nothing stays in 20 years or so. It's gonna change, you know. But oh, it's heaven nowadays. Have you always been able to vibrato that good? Yeah. Did you have to get taught vibrato or was it just like natural? I've never really had any voice lessons, but I've never been on Broadway. So I've never had to sing eight, eight times a week or whatever. I want to learn vibrato. I want to, oh, I can't do it. I'm not going to do it right now. <laughs> um, Busy, that was gorgeous. I can't believe you, you went hard on that. That was gorgeous. I was just feeling it. I was feeling the vibe. And also I don't get to sing in the Mean Girls musical, which I was bummed about, but I understand. What about Girls 5 Eva? I sing in that. I know. I know that. I know that. I knew. I know because I watch. Do we know about? We haven't heard anything. March fourteenth on Netflix. Does ever what? What? Yes. It it was announced like a like a little bit ago, like a couple weeks ago for a new season. Season three plus on on Netflix. Season three it will be airing plus the first two seasons, and it all is dropping on March fourteenth. And somebody better check and make sure that I'm allowed to say that. But I know it's. I know the date was announced. Oh man, I'm but so I'm pretty excited. sure I'm allowed to say that. It's so good. Right? I'm so excited for season three. Uh... Yes, I am too. Um, it is actually, it's the best season. It is? I mean, I, I loved it. I was, yeah, it's... You guys, if you're not watching it, get it together. Um, but they can, but you can also wait until Netflix because then you can just binge the whole thing and I think that would love. be... Yeah, I think that would be better for us probably because no, we want to get a fourth. You're the most... Oh yeah, do wait, you guys. Watch it on Netflix and watch it right when it comes out and watch it until yeah. it's completion. Um, yes. Busy, we're, you're the most active on the gram, right? I mean, I, I was in a moment in my life, but I feel like I'm less so now, but I try. Are you more on talkie? 
What? Where can people follow you the most? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Be- I mean, that's where you can follow me the most. I'm just saying, like, at this point... Well, you're a busy-ass wh- fucking woman. When do you have time to be on fucking Instagram now? Every time you turn around, you're getting a new show, which I love. Busy, I love you so much. Thank you for making time and coming on, on the pod. We love you, and I can't wait to see you. And then when... I, I'll be in New York for, like, 10 days at the end of January and beginning of February if you want to get coffee or dinner or lunch or anything. Let's do oh, it, please. Oh, okay. Um, we can do it all. I love you, Busy. I love you. Thank I you for coming you. on the pod. Thank you so much for having me. Bye, you guys. So what is a cool mom in 2024? Honey, we found it out. Busy's guiding principle is authenticity. I thought that part was gorgeous. Um, The matching, like, the inside and outside, like, with your kids. And that's just, I think it's beautiful. It's authentic. It it centers integrity. And I just thought that was beautiful. The work that it takes to to catch the negative self-talk in front of little ones, I thought that was a really important takeaway for cool momming in 2024. Um, and then also, you know, trying to facilitate a strong relationship to self-confidence. Um, and then also that beat about, like, trusting your intuition, but then also being able to ask for help. I do a whole bit in my stand-up show about asking for help and about how hard it was for me to learn how to ask for help. Um So that really resonated with me a lot. But now I got to tell you, honey, I'm curious about a few other things. Um, Really about one thing is like the experience of parents fighting for their kids um, and what it's like to parent a young queer person. Um, Also, millennial parents versus like and also like, you know, millennial and like Gen X parents uh, now versus what it was like to be a parent in the late name in the late 90s early 2000s so like what's it like parenting in 2020 versus the 1990s because it's like in my mind those are still only like three years apart but it's really like 30 years apart and I think that's fascinating I just don't really think about that um and then also what really came up for me at the end is like how are we going to stay alive and hopeful for 2024 politics? So we're going to be uh, giving you more of that, I'm sure, in the next coming year. Thank you so much for sticking around and for listening to Getting Curious. We love you so much. Thank you so much to our production team. Um, and thank you for listening to Getting Curious. We'll catch you next time. Bye, sluts. I mean, everyone. You've been listening to Getting Curious with me, Jonathan Van Ness. You can learn more about this week's guest and their area of expertise in the episode description of whatever you're listening to the show on. And honey, there's more where that came from. You can follow us on Instagram at CuriousWithJVN. We are doing the most over there and it is so much fun. You can catch us here every Wednesday. And also make sure to tune in every Monday for Pretty Curious. Still can't get enough? Subscribe to Extra Curious on Apple Podcasts for commercial-free listening and our subscription-only show, Ask JVN, where we're talking sex, relationships, and so much more. Our theme music is Freak by Quinn. Thank you so much to her for letting us use it. Our engineer is Nathaniel McClure. Getting Curious is produced by me, Chris McClure, Julia Melfi, and Allison Weiss, with production support from Julie Carrillo, Ann Curry, and Chad Hall. 